0: It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the
1: fin side. It ain't the left Thank you, Solo D.
0: Side. Welcome to another right episode side. of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. The Dolphins head into Buffalo this weekend to wrap up the regular season against the Buffalo Bills, both teams have been eliminated from playoff contention. The Bills are 5-10. and 10, The Dolphins are 7-8. and eight. We're, So right now, Paul, let's d- dig right into it. Typically, we get right into the matchups. We're going to take a little bit of a different approach this week because, you know, it, it's not a very meaningful game for both teams. And there, there's a real question of whether or not us as Dolphins fans even want them to win this game. The bigger picture here are the five guys in this organization who are really on the hot seat, some more so than others. So let's go down the big five names, Paul, one by one. Okay. You've obviously have, you have Adam Gase, Gase head coach, Ryan Tannehill quarterback, Mike Tannenbaum team president, and Matt Burke, defensive coordinator, and Chris Greer, the general manager. Okay, so let's go through one by one, all right? We'll just do a quick hit on these guys. We'll start out with the first one. Yes or no, and then a brief explanation. Do you want them back right, right now as we stand? Number one, Mike Tannenbaum.
1: Chuck him. He is a slimy, slimy uh suit
0: basically. Alright, yeah, we 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 get the yeah. picture. We get yes. Yeah. So no no I, yeah. <laughs> believe me. Everybody else can have a visual understanding of what you're talking about. Number two, uh Ryan Tannehill.
1: Yes, I want him back basically, even if it's just as a placeholder for next season to while they groom a young quarterback and if he happens to finally have things click, even better.
0: Got it. And I don't even know why I'm asking this one, but Matt Burke.
1: Nah, no explanation needed.
0: No. Yes, (laughs) I agree with you, Chris Greer.
1: (laughs) I do want Greer back. I I think he has found a lot of talent for this team, even if that talent has been utilized uh, or has not been utilized properly.
0: And finally, uh, Adam Gaze.
1: As I sit right now, no, he has not been utilized in the talent properly. Hasn't recognized the issues, and really can't see the forest through the trees, unfortunately, which is too bad.
0: So, you, so it's a yes for Tannehill and a yes for yes for Greer in your situation. So, I'll have a follow-up question here, okay? Let's say mm-hmm. the Dolphins lose this game twenty to six to the Bills. Ryan Tannehill goes nineteen for thirty-seven. 170 yards no touchdowns three interceptions just an embarrassing ending to the season do you still want him back for that cap figure next year
1: I think it's going to depend on a lot of outside factors but at the moment yes Uh, unless a number of other things potentially happen that that change that for me but right now yes
0: okay yeah and I respect that too because I That that kind of gets down to what we're talking about. This game doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of meaning to it. I think all the opinions are are what they are and they're gonna stay what they are. So as far as what I'm looking at here is I I, I look at this a little bit differently here. I do not want three people back. I do not want Ryan Tannehill back under any circumstances. And if he comes into this game and throws for three hundred yards and three touchdowns, I still want him gone. And mostly it's because of a, the money, you know the Dolphins can cut him and save almost $19 million next year, and then take that money and spend it maybe on a Teddy Bridgewater, hopefully, that you would think is going to be less money, but we can get into that all offseason. So no on Tannehill, I want him gone regardless. Matt Burke, definitely gone, and I definitely want Mike Tannenbaum gone as well. Now, as far as how that factors in here, a couple of different ways that this can go is If you get a general manager in here, I think you've got to fire Greer at that point. Because I I don't see somebody coming in here as a general manager and then taking over the job that basically Greer has. And I don't think he's going to agree to a demotion when, according to a lot of reports, you look at the 2016 and 2018 draft when the Dolphins did very well. A lot of people credit Greer for that. And I think that he's going to say, you know what, I have – everything to do with the Dolphins being in the position that they're in right now. So there's one thing. And I think when you get somebody else in here, they're going to evaluate Adam Gase too. So I think Gase for me is going to be the one that is the safest because I think if you get a, a general manager in here and allow him to evaluate that head coach in Adam Gase, I think he's going to do it. And at the end of the day, I think Adam Gase is going to stay regardless of what happens in this bills game.
1: So, Kat, I just gotta ask you real quick, though. I thought Greer already has the GM title. It, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's Tannenbaum may be taking a lot of the credit, but he's the VP of Football Operations, and, and Greer already has the GM title. So, for them to bring one in, they would have to replace him. They're not gonna bring in a co GM. Am, am, am correct. I correct? Yeah,
0: yes, yes, you've got that right. So, so uh, and maybe I should have worded that a little bit better. There is if you bring in somebody you have to either fire Greer beforehand, or he has to accept a demotion beforehand. So that's what's got to happen in that situation. I don't have a huge problem either with saying, you know what, Greer is the most intelligent person in this building. He is the general manager. He doesn't need Mike Tannenbaum looking over his shoulder. And then from that point, maybe you have a situation where Greer, Dan Marino, and and somebody – uh, more along the lines of Tom Garfinkel, the three of them combined, it's like you know what, we've got a pretty good brain trust here, evaluating talent and putting together a good team for next year. But that is kind of where I stand right now. What I don't want to have happen here is that you bring in another football boss, or you go after one, and then you say, bef- and then the- that football boss is told beforehand you have to keep. Adam Gase, and you have to keep Chris Greer. Anybody that comes in, I want them to evaluate what's on the roster, and they make the decision, not Steve Ross.
1: Now, I, I want to just expand on that a little bit. I would be fine removing Tannenbaum from the picture, having Marino be VP of football ops, but with the condition that Chris Greer has final say on roster and and, and coach decisions, he can get input from Marino, obviously He can get input from Garfinkel, but at the end of the day, it's Greer's job on the line. He has final say over head coach decisions, in which case I would be fine with Chris Greer sitting back and either working with, with Gase around what needs to be fixed or replacing Gase entirely based on his track record player wise. I would hope he can do the same thing coaching
0: wise. And that's a better way of putting it than I did. And I would say I would be fine with that scenario right there, or I would be okay with completely scrapping everybody and starting new. I would not mind that either. Do a clean slate. Maybe you bring in a a George uh, Patton from the Vikings, who is a hot name, and let him rebuild the entire front office and pick his head coach. And there are a lot of good candidates out there that we'll talk about throughout the rest of the week. So I'm glad that we got the temperature before and after this Buffalo bills game. So let's take a look here at a few things. Cause we don't have to go down the individual matchups. Cause really, frankly, nobody gives a shit. So let's take a look, Paul at, at this game here. So the dolphins can pick anywhere uh, based on, based on winning or, or losing, they could fall down to about the 17th spot in the draft, or they can jump up as high as 10th or 11th with a loss. So my big question to you is, do you even want the Dolphins to win this game?
1: Always. Uh, it, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, it could be vying for the number one pick in the draft with, with the next Peyton Manning out there. And, and I would still struggle to say I want to see them lose. I mean, I, I want to see this team win. I think Greer does just fine finding talent no matter where he's at in the first round. And I, I just it's I want to see Miami win. I want to feel this season had on a good note and you know draft position be damned that that that's a loser mentality to to try to lose out to to move up in the draft it is an absolute loser mentality and if y'all are listening and you all feel differently you can at me in the comments all day
0: well I'll add you myself because typically I well I hold on a minute let, let me uh unpack this just a little bit is <laughs> there's been one time that i can tell you that with with mind body and soul that i have rooted against the dolphins in a game that was week 17 of 2004 when the dolphins were playing the ravens with sage Rosenfeld as a quarterback if the dolphins lost it guaranteed them the number two pick in the draft if they won they could have fallen down to number 10 in the draft that is the only time i legitimately wanted them to lose when you look at this game here if they win they're probably not going to fall below 16 or 17 in draft position. If they lose, I don't see them climbing more than a spot or two. So, given that, I do agree that I would like to see the Dolphins go out on a good note regardless. Eight and eight sounds a lot better than seven and nine. And when you consider the Dolphins may have 60 to 70 million in cap room after all the cuts this offseason, if the players that are going to get cut do get cut, and Tannehill may be a part of that group. That I I do think it's more appetizing to have somebody come here when it's eight and eight as opposed to seven and nine. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make a big difference.
1: It does to me. It it completely does. And maybe it will for a coach. Maybe it won't for a coach. Maybe, you know, moving up four draft spots would, would make it appealing for the coach as opposed to moving down four draft spots. And my thought as well on that is, you know, if if a coach is going to waffle that quickly on um, based on four positions in the draft over a head coaching job, especially if it's an assistant coach who aspires to be a head coach, that, that's him already walking in the door with a loser mentality. Good, take off, dude. I'm 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 good with that. I want somebody that understands and wants to win no matter what. And, and this is a scenario when they're out of it where you really get to see who plays with a little bit of heart in games like this
0: and taking a look at those players it'll be interesting to see which ones dress up and which ones get the extended action the big thing to watch this weekend here is Devontae parker i mean he's got that fifth year option and the dolphins can rescind that but if Devontae parker here late in the season and the final game gets a serious injury knock on wood and it's not above or below Devontae Parker to get that, to get that type of injury, based on his past. They have to pay him nine and a half million dollars next year. So, Paul, the big question is: Should the Dolphins make Devontae Parker inactive in this game?
1: No, uh, and, and here's why. For one, we don't need the NFLPA the NFL completely up Miami's ass all off season. That's that's one thing that I understand a head coach thinking, you know what, this is a little bit of a dysfunctional organization if they've got the NFL PA up their ass uh, for sitting players just so they don't have to pay them. And, you know, it's just such a negative PR move over a little bit of cap space. My, my ideal at this point is Devonte Parker walks up out on that field and has balls bounce off his face mask. a la Tim Tebow when he went out on the flat for the Jets a few years back. And, you know, they go up in the stands and Miami finally says, you know what, we can we can unload this guy. Or he goes out and has a monster game and Miami says, holy crap, his value could be ridiculous compared to what it should be. Maybe we can trade this guy and, and, and finds find a way to move on from Devontae, even if he's the most physically gifted receiver in that receiver room, let alone possibly athlete on the field. But he just doesn't have the heart or the mindset. To actually ever live up to the skill set,
0: my wet dream is Ryan Tannehill and Devontae Parker both have massive games and stay healthy in this that way that increases their their trade value in the off season, so we'll see i personally a a couple of things i I like your reasoning on that with the n f l p a because you yeah you don't need them up your ass, and you don't want to send the opinion either that you know if we can protect our own asses and hurt you, we're going to do that and we're going to bench you in the last game. Uh, so you got that. And then maybe Parker is not productive enough with his typical one catch for 10 yards lately where there's a whole heck of a lot to worry about, but it still does carry a little bit of a risk. So let's hope that nothing bad comes out of that. Looking at the players, Paul, that we, you know, we remember last year in the final week of the season against Buffalo You saw Cameron Malvo get out there and get a sack and a half. David Fales had a really good game in the second half where the Dolphins almost came back and won and destroyed the Bills' playoff chances. Isaac Asiata even dressed for a game. So you've got a lot of names out there. Who are you wanting to see get extended action in this game?
1: For starters, I'd like to see Mike Hull get extended action in place of Kiko. I want to see if he's able – having him on the field – suddenly Miami's linebacker core looks serviceable again and is able to contain Josh Allen in the running game. Uh, I'd love to see Cornell Armstrong and Jalen Davis get some time in this game. I I really want to see what we've got there. I want to see the combination of Minka and Rashad at safety with Minka playing that deep role and Rashad being back up towards the lines, So that allows whoever for next year to make some decisions around Rashad Jones. Isaac Asiata, who you mentioned, can we please have an Isaac Asiata sighting, not just wearing a uniform and looking pretty for the day, but actually out there getting meaningful snaps in a meaningless game so we can see what we have from him. I'd also like to see them try to give Drake a little broader role and see what he can do, especially with that two back set with Balazs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of young players out there and, Isaiah Ford as well. It kind of the yeah. same situation as Isaac Asiata. I mean, I start thinking that if you're not going to get them on the field and activate them in this game, what's the point of even having them on the team? I mean, what are you grooming them for? These should be more, they were drafted to be a more immediate contributors than we thought. Either they play well early or there's not a whole heck of a lot to develop there. But I'd like to see at least a glimmer of hope on that. So if they come when they come back next year, there's we have a, a you know a mental framework of this guy can compete for this role. So we'll see about that. So it's kind of nice that there's not a lot of pressure on the Dolphins in this game. We can actually sit back and relax and enjoy the game. There's a draft position benefit to them not winning. But, obviously, we do want to see the Miami Dolphins win and go 8-8 eight and eight in this contest.
1: Ooh, so Paul, Kat, this one on
0: other
1: the last... guy – real quick, sorry, I don't mean to jump in there. One other guy I want to see get a good amount of playing time in this game is Jonathan Woodard. I mean, I, I know we've been pounding the table for this guy for weeks, seeing hoping to see him active in place of Charles Harris, and we have not. I would love to see Woodard out there getting some time – getting in there with the ones, mixing it up and seeing if he can do some of the things that he looked like he could earlier this year.
0: Yeah. Maurice Harris is another one too at safety. I mean, I, I don't know what this guy needs to do to get a shot. Just a couple of snaps in the game.
1: You talking about Mo Smith?
0: Yeah. Mo Smith. Excuse me. Maurice Harris is the receiver for the Redskins. He he and McTire, I I can never I can never get the right name. I swear to I swear. <laughs> uh, but uh. Yeah, we love him anyway. It's week seventeen, <laughs> uh, and we're out of the playoffs. Uh, Paul, our, this is our last breakdown here. Um, our last game preview. Prediction? Yeah, what is what is your prediction uh, for this one?
1: I think we see one that gets a little fun towards the end. I think we see one where some stops get pulled out. And you know what? I'm gonna predict Miami pulls this one out 35-24 in what turns into kind of a wild game at the end with with some fun plays. And we see we see what gay's coach is like when he's not putting himself in a box.
0: I think that would frustrate more me more than them actually losing oh, completely. this game. I mean, I I don't think that they're gonna win. I see them coming out flat demotivated after officially being out of the playoffs last year. I think you're going to see some players substituted throughout the game. I do hope David fails is active, especially over Brock Osweiler. The inactive list is going to be very interesting to keep an eye on. I don't see the dolphins winning this game. I think that Josh Allen, after coming so close to beating the dolphins last time is going to pull it out in this one. I, I see the bills taking this one 21 to 13. Anything else you want to add, Paul?
1: Uh, Tannenbaum is a slimy, slimy suit, and oh, I already said that. So, uh, no, nah, man, it's 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 been a good season overall. It's had its ups and downs. Hate Brock Osweiler, uh, and, and hopefully Miami can find a way to right the ship surgically in the off season, and not, 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 not wipe the entire slate clean and start over because they do have some talented players. They got a great team coming back from IR as well for next year. So. The cabinet's pretty well stocked. They just need to do the right moves this offseason, and they can be right back in the thick of this thing, especially with the Patriots (laughs) having a few chinks in the armor.
0: The best thing the Dolphins have going for them, I think you could name 8 to 10 players on this roster that are 27 years old or younger, that are very good players. So the Dolphins don't have, in terms of personnel, they don't have the ability to wipe the slate clean because most of these guys are on rookie contracts or contracts they can't get out of. I mean, Jawan James, I hope, is resigned, and they keep that offensive tackle tandem together for the next five to seven years. That's one thing I'm looking for this offseason. But in terms of cleaning house, you know, I think they're in a position in a lot of areas that they kind of have to. I mean, I I don't think anyone wants Tannenbaum around. Nobody wants Burke around. Tannehill, I feel, has really outworn his welcome here. They have the ability to get a lot of cap Money out and have sixty, seventy, eighty million dollars to re-sign a lot of these young players and add a few more ones as well. I don't know if you can allow Adam Gase to come back either and pick the next quarterback and pick his next team too. So we have a lot of time to talk about that. We've gone a little bit off the rails with that, but really, Paul, too. Our off or our season is really just beginning because again, we have to stop. Being in denial about it, we like the off season more than the regular season.
1: I don't know about more, but I, I know our off season coverage is really good. I know we get a lot of draft prospects on. I know we get a lot of folks on that that really help us out with some great breakdowns in addition to the ones that we do. I know we go position by position and, and really keep kicking this thing in the butt throughout the entire off season, both helping see some of the picture that's out there coming together, as well as analyzing some of the aspects of of what the dolphins have done. So make sure you leave a like and subscribe, throw comments at us all day about what you'd like to see this off season. And you know what? Matter of fact, give us your, your comments on the five people that Kat mentioned as far as Tannenbaum, Greer, Gase, uh, Tannehill, and, who was the fifth one you had in there?
0: Tannenbaum, Tannehill, Greer, Burke, and Gaze.
1: Ah, Burke. And yeah, he's gone anyway. We already know your opinion. Don't bother yeah, giving it can, to us on Burke unless you really want to.
0: <laughs> we can axe Burke. I I I think he's pretty well defined as somebody who's gone. I, I don't know what to say if if you bring him back. So yeah, even though we enjoy the regular season more, I kinda of say that tongue in cheek. Is <laughs> but in the off season in the off season we certainly, I think, work a lot harder as far as, as, getting, as getting these. The, we've got the draft. We've got the coach breakdowns. We've got free agency. We certainly do a lot of work in the offseason. So be sure to tune in here over the next several months. Paul and I are going to be putting a lot of shows together. We'd love to hear your feedback. Follow us as well on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store, on Threadless. Dot com And you can follow Paul and I both on Twitter. Paul is fanatic, P-H-I-N-A-T-I-C underscore, pick, P-I-C-K. And I am O-T-F-S, cat, on the Fin side, cat. Be sure to uh, follow us here throughout the offseason. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. So, LaDee, take us off. It ain't the left
1: side or the right side, and it must be the Fin side